It's Monday, November 6th, and you're listening to Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. Good morning. I'm Gabrielle Hilti, and this is Morning Mixtape News. These are the top stories today. The ongoing violence in the Middle East with a soaring death toll in Gaza. Here in Toronto, thousands took to the streets on Saturday, calling for a ceasefire. Also, how the housing crisis in Toronto is causing problems at George Brown College. And internationally, a deal to help the countries hit worst by the climate crisis is reached. Then, Cindy joins with her segment, Canadian Connection. And after, the show rounds off with the weather forecast for the day. Let's look at the headlines. In the Middle East, the death toll in Gaza continues to climb. The Associated Press and others report deaths being close to 10,000 from the Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza. The increase in casualties comes after continued attacks by Israel in response to the Hamas attack on October 7th. Global News and others report Israeli airstrikes on Sunday hit two refugee camps in the besieged Gaza Strip. The strikes killed over 50 people. The camp is in a safe zone in central Gaza, where Israel before told the civilians in the occupied territory to seek refuge. The Guardian and others report the continued attacks on Sunday night came along with the third total outage of telecommunications in Gaza since the start of the recent escalation. Israel and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejected calls on Sunday for a ceasefire until all the hostages captured by Hamas were returned. Canada and the United States have both not called for a ceasefire. This has led to weeks of continuous protests and rallies throughout Canada and internationally. CBC News and others report more than 20,000 gathered in front of the U.S. consulate in Toronto on Sunday for a pro-Palestinian rally. The organizing group Palestinian Youth Movement is calling for an immediate ceasefire and action from Prime Minister Trudeau and the Canadian government. Groups including Jews Say No to Genocide and various Indigenous community members were also part of the Saturday rally. Organizers say protests will continue without action, with another rally scheduled for this weekend. The action on the streets also comes with about 200 Canadians still trapped in Gaza. Global News reports a disagreement between Hamas, Israel, and Egypt is currently preventing people from crossing Gaza into Egypt. The federal government says it will offer food, accommodation, and basic necessities for those crossing into Egypt. A protester at Saturday's rally told CP24 the Canadian embassy will not provide financial help for her family's return from Gaza to Canada. In Toronto, the housing crisis with its rising costs is an issue at George Brown College. CBC News reports that months of research and consultation by George Brown show the growing challenge housing affordability is for the school. George Brown's central location in Toronto means that staff and students often can't afford to live near campus and have to commute long distances. The report, seen early by CBC News, says the crisis forces students to pay high rent in spaces that are often unsafe. Others also take on multiple jobs aside from their schoolwork to pay for their rent. Former city councillor 
and one of George Brown's current vice presidents, Joe Cressy, says housing affordability also impacts staff recruitment and retention. CBC reports Cressy says the college is increasingly considering providing housing to employees as a possible solution. Systems like these can be seen in universities like New York University, NYU, in New York City. The Housing Task Force at George Brown is expected to continue its work and propose solutions next year. CBC reports the solutions could include converting existing properties at George Brown into housing and working with governments to access funding and create more housing at properties near campus. The report by George Brown that included surveying close to 800 students along with faculty and staff members is expected to be published today. In international news, a deal is struck to help the countries hit worst by climate change. The Guardian reports countries agreed on key measures to supply funds to the world's most vulnerable to repair the damage from climate change. Governments from richer and poorer countries at the COP28 summit came up with a blueprint for the, quote, loss and damage, quote, fund over the weekend. The Guardian reports the fund will be administered at first through the World Bank with funding from the US, EU, UK, China, and others. This weekend's outline still has to be formalized at the COP28 climate summit at the end of this month in Dubai. The Guardian reports the preliminary agreement by a transnational committee under UN guidelines makes this final step likely. Campaigners, however, say the agreement is not enough to guarantee funds that vulnerable countries need in the future. Harjeet Singh, with Climate Action Network International, says the agreement, quote, falls short of providing vulnerable communities with adequate assurance that their financial needs for coping with climate impacts and rebuilding their lives will be met, quote. The Guardian reports that large oil producers like Saudi Arabia and COP28 hosting country United Arab Emirates have not said if they will contribute to the fund. They are currently still classified as developing countries under a 1992 UN framework on climate change and therefore exempt from contributing. Switching from the headlines to our daily segment, here's Cindy with a look at the Canadian sitcom Letterkenny in Canadian Connection. Good morning, Met Radio listeners. I'm Cindy, and each week I'll reintroduce you to Canadian media you might feel connected to or tell you how Canadian entertainment is connected globally. I'll cover it all. Movies, TV, music, books, anything. Welcome to the Canadian Connection. We are fully in fall, and when I think of fall, I think of small town, agriculture, and nature. So if you haven't heard of it already, I'm going to introduce you to the long-running Canadian sitcom, Letterkenny. Now this show isn't as wholesome as the fall season, so I don't recommend watching it as a family, but it's a great watch. The sitcom follows the lives of the residents of rural Ontario town, Letterkenny, and it leans into the stereotypes of rural Canada, separating the residents of Letterkenny into groups. Most residents of this town are descendants of Irish immigrants who escaped the 1840s Great Famine. Now the show almost always opens with the text, there are 5,000 people in Letterkenny. These are their problems. The show revolves around four of them, Wayne, Katie, and friends Dan and Daryl. This group is labeled the Hicks. They're just trying their best to run their farm amidst feuding with other groups, mainly the self-centered hockey players and the misfit skids. 
That's the premise of the show. Letterkenny's origins started when director Jared Kiso created a YouTube series called Letterkenny Problems, which he based off of his life and the people he saw growing up in Listowel, Ontario. Kiso actually plays protagonist Wayne. Crave actually picked up the YouTube series to turn into a TV series. Its first episode aired in 2016, and it actually ended up being the biggest debut of any series on Crave's platform. Now the show is ending with its 12th season. It will premiere on Christmas Day on Hulu and Crave. It's kind of insane how big their franchise has become. It has many spin-offs, and it's also really successful in the US. I recommend giving it a watch. You'll for sure laugh and find it especially relatable if you live in Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Cindy Zogu from Met Radio 1280 AM. Thank you, Cindy. Looking at today's weather, it's mainly cloudy with showers and wind throughout and more rain in the afternoon. The high reaches up to 11 degrees with a low of 10. In sports, the Toronto Raptors had a comeback win yesterday against the San Antonio Spurs. The Raptors won the game 123-116 to in overtime after being down 19 points at half. Their next game is Wednesday away against the Dallas Mavericks at 8.30. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening to Morning Mixtape News with today's top headlines and stories in just 10 minutes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MetRadioNews to stay posted on all the latest news content. For Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm your host, Gabrielle Hilty. We'll be back tomorrow.